we have roughly 10,000 downloads per month on our show. And we've been doing our podcast for close to four years now. We're on episode 198. 198, yep, four years in, in April. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. My name is Anthony Winery, and every single Monday, a successful podcaster with tens of thousands of listeners plus and a fully monetized show will leave you a five to 10 minute voice note sharing their stories, strategies, failures, and the mindset needed to grow a successful show. And today is one of those very special episodes. So I'm going to let Ryan and Corey take it away. This is Ryan Bevilacqua alongside Corey Jacobson. We are the hosts of the Weekly Juice podcast, which is a show where we interview successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs, and we talk about what it means to reach financial independence or financial freedom through real estate investing. We have roughly 10,000 downloads per month on our show, and we've been doing our podcast for close to four years now. Yep. We're on episode 198. 198, yep, four years in, in April. So our show has opened a lot of different doors for us. We originally started this at the beginning of the pandemic, and we were at that point aspiring real estate investors. We had no properties of our own, and we just wanted to talk about our future or what we wanted to, how we wanted to get into real estate investing, how we had at that time put our financial house in order a little bit and got ourselves organized and be ready to invest, I guess is really what we're doing. So, and then Corey came up with the idea to start a podcast just to talk about this and put our aspirations into the universe. And fast forward, it's led to us interviewing loads and loads of real estate investors around the world. And some of the people that it's open doors for us to chat with are people that we've read books about and have authored the books that we've studied to become real estate investors. So we've had a lot of different partnerships and opportunities open up. Yeah. Well, one of the things we wanted to do was create an organic way to network with other people that were get you know, be the dumbest person in the room, so to speak. And we felt the best way to do that was to highlight other people on our platform. And we felt that one of the other reasons for starting the podcast was because we had a lot of the podcasts out there are people teaching or preaching down, so to speak, of I've created this great legacy for myself, or I've done all this, and this is how you can learn from me, when in reality, we wanted to show people, hey, what's the journey look like alongside us? We're growing with you. We're in this journey together. I think people will be more interested in listening to the trials and tribulations, the good, the bad, and the ugly of trying to build it and not, oh, I've already made it. This is what I did 10 years ago, and I'm teaching back down to you. So that, that was one of the inception thoughts in wanting to start the podcast. Let's start here. When did you know it was time to go all in on your podcast, full time, quit your job, or if you haven't, when will you? So for us, we have not gone full time into podcasting. It, as I mentioned, it's opened a lot of doors for us and it's opened a lot of other businesses. I should say like Corey and I have formed joint venture partnerships with guests that have been on the show, but then he and I have also created a few other businesses throughout this. We've built additional streams of income. We generate a decent clip from one big sponsor that we have that sponsors our show. Shout out to Rent Ready. They're an awesome property management, I guess, if you want to call them like an app or a system that helps you. If you're a small time real estate investor, manage a couple of your properties through an app and they do tenant collection, rent collection, tenant screening, pretty much like overall management on the back end systems. It's yeah. software. 
that's our one of our sponsors that carries a decent clip of our revenue. But other than that, it's all through partnerships we formed and we've been into investing in real estate deals with other people, strictly from meeting them on the show and then taking the relationship offline and, and into the real world. One of the ways that we realized that we had something to go off of, and when you say go all in, realize that four years later, we've released an episode every single week was when Chad Carson decided to give us a shot and come on our podcast. Somebody that we've read books, his book, we've looked up to him. He's taught us a lot inadvertently. We hadn't even met him yet, but we created like this brand on social media and we just felt like, hey, we're going to reach out to people and if they want to come on, they want to come on. And a lot of times, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, somebody that has something, a story to tell or something to sell wants to come on and who knows if if they're trying to sell high ticket items, it might only take one or two people that are listening to your podcast for them to jump into their community or, or buy their product or service or become a part of their mastermind. So once Chad came on, we felt like we were validated enough. This was like 20 episodes in to say, okay, people want to listen to us. Like evidently someone who's made it, so to speak, gave us a shot. So that was it. Totally. And to answer the question, just to put a bow on it, I don't think, I don't know that we'll ever go full-time on the podcast. If you will, we might become full-time real estate investors. This will always be a tool in our arsenal to use as a marketing piece or a marketing platform, but also for us to connect with people organically. It's harder to fly across the country and chat with a real estate investor in California, but it's easy to hop on a Zoom and showcase their show on our or their story on our podcast. So we'll always use it as an organic networking tool. I don't know that this will be my full-time thing for us where it's like a, a big massive show and Ryan and Corey are, are selling their naming rights to a big company. That could be down Maybe. the line. No. We're not ruling it out, but that's not our, our vision with yep. it. So number two is talking about our biggest failure. So what is your biggest failure along the journey of growing your show to the current state and how have you responded to it? That's a good question. Our biggest failure is, I don't know if it's a failure, I would just say imposter syndrome, like getting over the imposter syndrome of being like, I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not good enough to tell the story. I don't have $50 million in a bank account. I mean, why would people want to listen to me? I don't know if that would be considered a failure, but that would be the biggest hurdle that I think we had to get over to realize that no, people want to listen to us because we're, I like to think we're genuine. I like to think we have really good intentions. We're in, we have integrity and we really want to spread whatever knowledge we have to give to people that maybe just a couple steps behind us. And then and also for us to try to learn from people who are ahead of us. Yeah. I think some speed bumps along the way, just, I don't know if we want to call these failures at all. I think it's really just roadblocks that we had and we had how to overcome them. As Corey mentioned, is like in the beginning, really getting systematized. There's a couple of us, Corey and I host the show, but we also have a producer who's one of our good buddies who has to run the back end. And then we also parlay this into social media content. So it's like, how do we overcome those things and have dealing with still managing our W2 jobs while also be being real estate investors on the side and then hosting the podcast? Like, how do you systematize your business and your life? So really getting organized and researching systems, using asking other people that we've had on the show, what systems have you used to become more efficient? So over time, we've become a lot more efficient with our time. And I think that's helped us to grow and scale the show but another thing that Corey has mentioned, we actually were on a, a podcast today and he mentioned this, like one of the number one things is staying consistent. Like we know every single Wednesday without fail, we are going to release an episode. Some weeks it's hard to get on a recording schedule and, and he and I get together. So one of us will take the reins and record by ourselves just so we don't miss a date because our listeners are always looking forward to that Wednesday. And it's also a mental thing for us. It's like, if you don't let yourself miss out on something, you're just building that that muscle and training that muscle over time to just continue to stay consistent. I think there was a stat you mentioned about something about maybe, I don't know if it was you or the gentleman we had on the show, like you need to stay in the game for 10 years 
give yourself a 10 year time horizon and you will become successful if you just don't stop. Yep, exactly. Um, and obviously you don't want to put out the same content every single time. What we've learned is I think you can come and hit a vortex of like, I'm doing the same type of episodes every time, talking about the same content and the people, your audience gets bored. I think it's putting a new twist on listening to other people's shows that you look up to or you aspire to be or shows that you like. What are they doing? What types of questions are they asking that you can implement on your show to keep people hooked and intrigued to come back every week? I think you might've answered the third question. Oh, I jumped ahead. What do you think is the most important reason why your podcast has grown to over 10K downloads each month? That is a good one. Yeah. To go off what you said is this, the consistency. What can your listeners expect every month? And then also becoming really good at driving the narrative of a conversation and like knowing when to get in, when to get out, like when to ask the right question, when to bookmark something in your head. Cause you know, maybe the audience was thinking like, I want to hear more on that, or I'm not quite sure what that was to go back and ask it at the right time, but then also to let the guests do the talking, let them tell the story, let them shine. And then also blend your personality a little bit towards like catering how the conversation goes without getting too far away from how you actually are as a person. But then the other thing I would say, is just like consistent authenticity and just trying to be who you really want to be on the episode. I heard this from Joe Rogan, but it stands true. And his obviously is the biggest podcast in the entire world, but like he is interviewing people that he is genuinely interested in talking to because you get the actual real time Joe being genuinely interested in hearing what the other person has to say. And you can feel that through the microphone as, a, as opposed to being like, oh, I want, what would my audience want to hear? It's like, no, your audience wants to hear you excited and, and you jacked up about talking about somebody that makes you potentially better at your thing that can help them become better at their thing. So yeah. that, that's the authenticity, I think, and the consistency. Your personality comes out too in the questions you ask and the reaction to their answers. I think staying curious is the number one thing. Is like for us, we are just naturally curious about how people reach a certain level of success and like how can we learn from them, skip mistakes that they've made, but also maybe follow in their footsteps a little bit. So I think another thing I don't we don't want to forget to mention is we built our podcast around a social media platform. We yeah. are heavily involved in Instagram. We've also posted every single day for four years, just as we've posted every single week for the podcast. And we tease our episodes. We do uh, certain reels and highlight clips about the previous week's episode. We talk about the specific strategies that real estate investors use and put them in different types of posts. But not every single person listens to podcasts. Not every people even knows what podcasts are, believe it or not. No, that's crazy. Now, nowadays, most people do, but we're grabbing more people from Instagram and converting them over to podcast listeners by showing up every single day. Maybe we have a funny meme that goes out about real estate and people are like, oh, these guys are funny. Click the link in our bio and they realize they have, we have a successful podcast that has over 10,000 downloads per week, but multiple to almost 205 star reviews. Every month. Sorry, a month. month, sorry, not yeah. week. Uh, we'll be there. Yeah. I don't want to jump ahead there. But the importance is staying consistent on social media as well and showing your face. There's a lot of people that post things about numbers and, and they type out tweets, but showing your face, showing your personality, letting people a window into who you guys are has been key for us. Cool. So number four, how's your relationship with podcasting and outlook changed as you've moved from starting off? and then moving into taking off and then where we are now. So I guess it's like the evolution of the show. We sucked in the beginning. And I think that's so common for anybody doing anything is just, we didn't even really know we sucked. We just listened to ourselves now and can realize the pauses and the ums and the just the not the flow of the episode is not what we want it to be. But we would have never gotten to the stage we are now unless we just pushed through and just continued to do it and just did it with as much confidence as we had at that time. The outlook is 
I feel like I'm more comfortable in rooms talking to anybody. I have something that I can share that it may not be a benefit to everyone, but I know I'm at least proud of it. And I think that shines through. I feel like our sales experience has gone up because of the psychology of listening to people, like truly listening to what they want to say and how they want to portray it. And just the overall like communication skills. Yeah, I think the evolution of starting day one was imposter syndrome. Corey alluded to this earlier. It's like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? Talk about real estate investing. Yeah, definitely. If you're doing it, I'm in. But dude, we what don't are have we going to talk about? Yeah, we don't have any real estate. So that was a big one for us. It was like, uh, we knew we had a little bit le- of a leg up between people in our in our age bracket, knowing how much money we had saved, how much money we had invested in stocks and things. But we're now into a new world where we are rookies becoming trying to talk about something that we've really not totally dove in on, and that was real estate investing. And that, as Corey mentioned before, is that's why we brought other people on the show who were super successful so we could learn from them. But then we gravitated towards their level and we had them show us the ropes. We became real estate investors while becoming podcasters. We start, we bought our first deal, then we bought our second deal, then we got into large multifamily properties and like the different avenues and strategies we got to explore over the last four years. I don't think we would have done those just he and I ourselves without having windows open and doors open from other investors that have been successful. And we thought that their strategy was sexy. We wanted to try it. And we're finding out what we don't like, but we're also finding out what we really do like. And as I mentioned, we've created a lot of strategic partnerships that we would have never even thought possible. They wouldn't have been possible without the podcast. So that was the next iteration. It was like Corey and I starting out learning podcasting and then becoming real estate investors. But now we're getting more seasoned as we've come along. And the podcast has changed as well. We were very cartoony in the beginning and it was more like a backyard podcast. And now it's we really take it serious. It's like a, so it's our digital resume in a way. It's who, when people think of Corey and Ryan, are they going to think of a professional podcast that has amazing guests? Or is it just going to be something they do once or twice a month that they're just shooting the shit with themselves and like talking about their journey? When you have big name guests, people that have been like, honestly, celebrity stuff like these days in the game, we had uh, one gentleman on Tarek Al Musa. A lot of people know him from Flipper Flop. He's an HGTV guy, but he's like an actual celebrity. And people... It's crazy what social media does. People see that you have a celeb on your show and like, whoa, these guys like made it. And for us, it was having guys like him, but also the people, as I mentioned, that we read their books. We're like, are we really having this conversation? Like people have to pay big bucks to get in rooms with these guys, but they want to come on our podcast because we have a community built and they want to get their, I guess, our community's eyes on their products or their kind of mesh networks. I forget what the word is, like cross-pollinate yeah. we talk about. But it's been a ride. We are, I don't think we're at the pinnacle yet. And we're still learning every day. I think the next iteration is learning how to use ads and strategically weave those in. But like, how do you figure out the exact dollar amount to put in? And when do you push it into your podcast? How are you changing the dynamic of the questions you're asking? Do you maybe do a shorter show? We had some gentleman that we talked to today. It does a seven minute segment every every week. We have a, We do 40 minutes to an hour. Going Consolidating a show into seven minutes is crazy to me. But his downloads are through the roof because people have very short attention spans. So there's things that as you progress through this uh, this journey, you can learn. And everybody does it a different way. But building relationships with people on the podcast side has helped us elevate to their level. And we wouldn't have been able to do it ourselves without having to, without building relationships and asking for help. I think you can't be afraid to ask. Any more on that one? Nope. No. Because the last question is, what advice would you give to a podcaster who loves doing it, but is currently struggling to grow and can't seem to figure out how to reach their goals, both tactically and mentally? First of all, you got to figure out if you really enjoy it or love it or, or and, and want to do it. Because if you don't, you might just be creating a new job for yourself. But so, I would say that 
you've already mentioned staying consistent, but the other thing is to parlay your social media platform or some sort of ways to touch other people into your podcast is another good tactic. I would say what's the questions more about if people are struggling, what's the best way to... Yeah. What improvements and changes have, have we made over time that's helped us to, to skyrocket and growth? Um, I would say that learning what other great podcasts, what makes up another great podcast. So take a top five list of podcasts and listen to the way that they speak, what they listen to, the types of questions they ask, and then put your own organic and unique spin on it. That would be some advice I have. But then also another thing is really study the people that you have coming on your show. Like understand who they are and maybe like what would help really benefit them one when they come on your show because if you can provide value to the people that are coming on your show you're going to feel this like spark of energy but because they know that they can really get value by sharing their story on your show and it's kind of a win-win situation so if you dive deep into like what you know about maybe their past or their history um, and ask the real questions that they might not have heard on the dozens of other podcasts they have to stand out in some way and i think that's a good way to do it yeah i think I don't want to forget to talk about this, but like in the beginning, as we were doing this, we had to, we had to pitch ourselves for other, to, we had to pitch other people to, for them to come on our show. So we had to explain what our show was about and say, Hey, we really, we are inspired by what you're doing. We love your story. We see what you're doing on social media. We've read your book. Hey, here's our podcast. Here's our demographic. Here's what we're looking to do. We want to provide actionable advice to young aspiring <laughs> entrepreneurs and real estate investors would you mind coming on our show and teaching what you teach? Most of these people are teachers and coaches and they want to give back. We sent this out to a bunch of people. Once we, at Corey mentioned, once we had one big name on the show, it's funny, we could reference that episode and reference that person to the next and say, hey, we had Chad Carson on the show. And they're like, oh, wow, if he's willing to go on the show, these guys must be good. Let me give them a shot. And then it just trickled down as a domino effect. So the bigger names we could get, um, it pushed out our web a little bit and we were able to get higher quality guests over time. And then it really solidifies you when you see, when, as I mentioned, like when people see these people that they're reading books about on your show, they're like, whoa, these guys built a network. Like they know what they're talking about. No way so-and-so is going to come on the show and share their story with these guys unless they're good. They're not going to waste their time. What we've realized is how important people's time is and how valuable it is. Real estate investors that make hundreds of thousands every year, why are they going to spend an hour with us when they could go speak at a conference and make 10, 20 grand? So with that comes a lot of tactical things we've added along the way. Every time before an episode, we send a guest guide out to the guests saying, hey, here's the flow of the show. Here's the outline. Here's some of the questions we're going to ask. If there's anything you'd like us to weave in organically, please let us know what that is ahead of time. And we'll weave that in through the show. Then pre-recording, we go through the outline briefly again, just say, hey, you have any questions, anything new happening in the world, in your world that you want us to weave in now that maybe they wrote a book, maybe they have a something that an offering that they want to give to our listeners. So we go that route. Then after the show, we also send them a thank you and saying, hey, your episode's live now on YouTube, on all po podcast platforms. And we even have a little link in there to ask them for a review. Because we all know that the, the more reviews you get, the higher valued your show is in the algorithm and it gets pushed to the top. And obviously you want as many five stars as possible. So we've been trying to find ways to get people to leave reviews. Even if they say they're going to do it, it's, it's very hard to get someone to actually do it, even though it takes two minutes. But those are some of the tactics we've used to show that we are legitimate. We have email addresses that are based around our podcast. It's a professional business email. We're not sending an email to a very high net worth individual that runs multiple businesses from our Gmail. We're sending it from our business and our podcast email with a signature with our head 
or a headshot on it, a link to our website. So it's super professional and it links to all of our portfolio and things that we've done so they can go see, whoa, these guys are legitimate. They know what they're talking about, but they have a, a resume to back it up. And I, the last thing I'll say is the show notes are very important. A lot of people, we are super strategic about our titles of the show, the description for the show to get people to actually tell a little summary about what's in the show, but not super long where it's a book where you're like, okay, I, I know everything about this person by reading the show notes, a little teaser. And then we also have links within the show notes to previous guests that were on the show. So that way they can click those links It links to that person's episode so people can listen. So there's a lot of different tactics there that we, we just gave. I think there's always room for improvement and growth. I think the next stage for us or the last stage here to, to become really big is to figure a way to use ads and continue to have people stay on your show. It's interesting. We found a lot of people, they come to the show, they try out a couple episodes, but how do you keep them in and keep them involved? That's when they migrate towards our Instagram and we work via DM and, and build relationships with them that way. People love to be able to talk to the, the hosts that they listen to every day in the car. They feel like they know you. If you can give them a platform to do that, whether it be a website, a newsletter, or a social media platform, I would highly recommend that. Otherwise, there's no way for them to reach you and they could easily just go away. There's no relationship there. So I think that about does it. We, as Corey and I mentioned in the beginning here, we are, we're averaging roughly 10,000 downloads a month. It, it fluctuates, some much higher, sometimes it goes a little bit lower, but it's a work in progress. This is something that has evolved more so from a passion project to a legitimate business. And it funnels a lot of things into what we do on a weekly and daily basis in the real estate investing world. So we would not be here today without the podcast. We are not going to stop the podcast. And we just know it's a cornerstone for us. And we're excited to share our story with everybody else. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more from successful podcasters who've done it, who've been there and done that, who've built up an audience into the thousands, if you want to hear them share their experience with you every single Monday, be sure to subscribe to While Your Podcast Isn't Growing so you never miss an episode. And on Wednesdays, of course... We're going to help you gain clarity on why your podcast isn't growing and the simple steps you can start taking today to fast track a slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. My name is Anthony Winery and you have been amazing. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you in Wednesday's episode.